Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. Tuesdays at this time, we visit with our friend, Dr. Jeffrey Copen. He's the chief medical officer at Northwestern Medicine's Lake Forest Hospital. This conversation is sponsored by Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Dr. Copen, welcome back. Happy February. Happy February. The sun is shining. All is good in the world, eh, Jen? It just cut through. We've had mist and clouds and fog this morning, but we do have some shadows being cast, so that's good news, isn't it? Yeah, boy. And like we talked about last week, it's everybody just feels better when the, the sun is shining. And, you know, we know scientifically there's physiologic reasons for that, but there's some things I don't think we need to go too deeply into the science. We can just know we all understand. We all appreciate and enjoy the fact that the sun is shining. Okay, I've got some stories in the news I wanted to bounce off of you. Before I get to them, though, can I just take a little sort of right turn? It's not completely out of our space, but there is a story at Huffington Post, the rudest things you can do at the doctor's office. The rudest things we patients do at the doctor's office. Disrespecting privacy. Do not eavesdrop in the waiting room. Making noise in the waiting area. Talking on your phone. Not wearing a mask. I always look around and see how the staff and other people are doing and tend to copy that. Eating a meal while you wait. (laughs) Do not bring a bucket of KFC into the waiting area. Do any of these resonate with you, doctor? Oh, I've seen them all and then some, John. I, I just think the bottom line is to be respectful to the other people in the waiting room. Um, And then I would add to that, being respectful to our staff. If there's one thing that we have seen, unfortunately, get more severe is bad behavior towards our staff. And it's the rare patient, but still it's enough that it, it just causes a lot of distress. People should just be respectful, be nice, treat other people the way you want to be treated, and we're all going to be fine. I wonder if this happens, too. I think the rudest thing I have ever done in a doctor's office is I took my son in to have the doctor looked at something. And while the doctor got done with my son and he was young enough that I was in the room at the time with him, I said, oh, by the way, I've got this thing. And then I started to tell him about my thing. And I thought it's no big deal for him to just give me a quick look in response to what I'm asking about. And he rolled his eyes and I thought, oh, that's right. This is what I, this is another appointment that I'm asking for. But I thought I got you right here, Doc. You know how you grab an accountant at a cocktail party and say, "Hey, can I take a deduction on my office? How about you just take a look at this thing of mine?" You know what I'm saying, Doctor? Oh, believe me, I know. Um, any of us who are physicians, it's sometimes hard to be in social events, right? Because when people realize what you do that it's time for a consultation right and that's rude too it's that we we shouldn't do that um yeah i i think we physicians we always want to help people Um, we want to be as as useful as we can but i think respect going both ways is really what we're talking about john Well, not to go out of my way just to say nice things to you or the people at Northwestern because you're our sponsors and I know some of you, but I've been over there a little bit lately. I was over there the other day for a dermatologist appointment and it was an appointment that I had to cancel and then they started calling me back on, you know what, you had to cancel, your new appointment is way out there, 
we're going to keep calling you until we can get you in on a cancellation on somebody else. They were so diligent about it, and they really worked with me. And when I finally got in there, everybody was just so nice to me. And I thought, how do you guys do this? How do you find all of these people in all strata of life? And they're all just so positive. Um, that's, that was my experience, doctor, and, I, and I, it, it makes a difference speaking as a patient. Now, that, that's wonderful to hear, John, and we're very proud in Northwestern Medicine of our, of our staff in its entirety. Um, we, we work hard to create that culture that you saw, right? That is culture. The people are there to help. They want to be helpful. Um, they want to be nice. They um, want to do the things that they can do to, to make a patient's experience from the moment that patient walks into the door until they leave to be the most positive possible. So it's great to hear that. I mean, you were like our secret shopper, Mr. Williams, so thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, one of the things they said in this uh, HuffPost piece was that another thing we do that we shouldn't do at the doctor's office is lie to the doctor. If the doctor said, hey, have you been exercising or did you take that medication? Uh, you must know that everything we say is padded, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, <laughs> one of the things we learn with the experience is how to interpret what people are telling us. Exactly right. <laughs> Users of a new weight loss drug had lower blood pressure in a study. Boy, every time we turn the page, it seems like we're finding more benefits to weight loss drugs. What do you know about this? What do you think about this? Yeah, well, we know that depending on a person's underlying health, like do they have high blood pressure, diabetes, besides being obese, some of these weight loss drugs that we've been talking about have nice effects that go beyond just weight loss. The interesting thing, though, Jen, is how much of blood pressure control, like in the study you're talking about, was due simply to weight loss. Because we know when people lose weight, if they're hypertensive, if they have high blood pressure, the weight loss alone will help them lose weight. So how much... The weight loss alone will help their blood pressure go down. I'm sorry. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. Weight loss obviously will help them lose weight, but it will help them with their blood pressure. Um, So in the study that you're, you're referring to, how much of that of uh, the blood pressure decrease, yeah. which was impressive, by the way, was due to the medication versus right. the weight loss, right? Yeah. So that that's the kind of stuff that we need to figure out with time. And the other thing, too, John, is that everybody's different. You know, one person who's overweight is not the same as someone else who is overweight, right? Is there diabetes? Is there underlying heart disease? Is there heart failure? I mean, I can go on and on. So it's this complexity that we physicians need to be thinking about. So to all our listeners out there, if you've been thinking about maybe getting one of these weight loss drugs from your physician, understand one size does not fit all when it comes to these medications. There's a lot of analysis that the physician has to go through before working with you as the patient to make a recommendation. By the way, Dr. Copen, what do you say about the observation that some people who don't seem to be especially overweight are taking some of these extraordinary weight loss drugs? What, what do we make of that? Well, John, first of all, I think if we think back to when we were first learning about Ozempic and its use, mm-hmm. I think 
it got going. It really got going due to a number of celebrities that were talking on Instagram about their use of the medication. And these were not overweight people. These were people who are using it to take off that last five pounds. Mm. So this has been going on for quite a while. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of it. You know, all medication have side effects. Um, and this medication is also um, in short supply. So for people who really don't need it, I, I wish the medication was going to people who do need it. Um, I understand the motivation for that person who wants to take off the last five pounds, but you know, this, don't use this medicine. There's other, you know, there's other ways to do it. Three one two nine eight one seven two hundred. Let's start with Chris. Hey, Chris, you got a question for Doctor Copen? What can we do for you? You're on the air. Yes, yes, I do have a for Doctor Copen. I'm uh, 84 years old. I've already had five shots of for the COVID vaccine. Do I have to take the sixth shot now again? I'm, I'm mixed up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How long ago was your fifth shot, Chris? I got it when I took my flu shot. I think it was October. Okay, so November, December, January, February. Um, if let's see, actually, now that I think about it, the met, the shot that you got back in October for COVID was actually the new COVID shot. That was the one that was available in October. So you're good to go right now. You don't you don't need to do anything else. You're up to date and you're well protected. I think some of us get confused like that, Chris. Thank you. Good luck. But we don't remember now. Did I get the booster? Did I get the new one? Is there any harm in going to Walgreens and saying, give me the latest shot? If, in fact, that's a duplicate doctor? Yeah, if it if you're like 90 to 120 days out and you're not you don't remember yeah, it would be okay. But, John, if you were to go to the place where you got the shot, mm-hmm. they have records, yeah. and they'll be able to tell you which one you got. Okay. What if you don't remember where you got the long shot? Um, okay, let's pick up another phone line. We'll go to uh, Jill. You're on WGN with Dr. Copen. Hi, Jill. Yeah, so my biggest problem is there needs to be some regulation, particularly around Manjaro, because for diabetics who need to get it, it's like the Hunger Games every month. It's, again, on manufacturer back order because it's being given to people who are now, according to my local Walgreens, paying cash out of pocket for a $4,000 for three-month supply of medicine. And then diabetics are left scrambling because they can't get it because people are trying to lose that last five pounds. So there needs to be some, I don't know how, but, like, diabetics need to get it first. And I don't know if people will just lie and say they are diabetic. I don't know why you would do that, but... Us diabetics cannot get it. Yeah, Jill, this is this is exactly what I'm referring to. The, these are medications that really are in short supply, and they should be used appropriately. And I really call upon my colleagues who might be prescribing medications like yours, like Manjaro, for people who really don't need it. Yeah. And it's important that folks like you who do need it be able to get it. So I. I, I think we just need to do some introspection as a medical profession sometimes to make sure we're doing this correctly. And thank you for bringing this to our attention, your real-life experience, because people have to understand that there are real people like you who need this medication, which is incredibly effective for you who might not be able to get it. She wants some legislation or more regulation. I haven't heard that that's coming down the pipe, but I, I take her point. 
And one last note from one of our listeners. My doctor would stop party medical inquiries by telling the inquisitor, quote, well, before I can answer your question, I'll have to perform a full exam. So please remove your clothing if you want to continue this conversation. That shut him down at the cocktail parties. Uh, Put that in your back pocket if you need it, doctor. Yeah, um, yeah, I, it's a good joke. I don't rec- I don't recommend that for my <laughs> colleagues to, to use that line. I think there's better ways of yeah. doing it. But you know, John, like we started off, you know, the, the bottom line is let's let's just all try to be nice to one another, and that works for everything, from you know being in the physician's waiting room to when we go to the the pharmacy and the medications that we're asking for. It's a good prescription from Dr. Jeffrey Copen, Northwestern Medicine, Lake Forest Hospital. Let's talk next week, doctor. All right. Be well. Bye-bye.